Hey, this is Boran Dulos with the Creative Egg Podcast, where we discuss the God-given passion, pain, and purpose for the creative individual. Hello and welcome to the Creative Egg Podcast. I'm your host, Boren and I am a multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, and composer, as well as a musical intercessor at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. I have several music albums under varying artists and genres available wherever you stream music. And with this podcast, it's my desire to encourage and exhort artistic people to faithfully steward their God-given creative ache. Today is going to be a very interesting episode on this podcast as I'm going to be sharing with you a dream that I had about two years ago that totally revolutionized the way that I look at creativity as a gift and as an assignment from the Father. My perspective since having this dream has changed a lot in regards to the way that I function as a creative individual. And that's the big reason that I want to share it with you today. I believe that it will help you gain perspective on your creativity as something that God put in you and how you use that creativity as a matter of faithfulness to Him. This is actually the first time that I have ever shared this dream publicly. I've shared it with a few people at varying levels of detail, and today I'm going to be withholding some details, but I will be sharing about 98-99% of it in sort of a step of vulnerable faith that the Father is going to use this dream to speak to you and catalyze a change in your perspective about creativity and about what your role is in this generation as a creative person. But before we get into the dream, I wanted to share some news about something pretty exciting. I recently completed a uh, new project, and there's not much detail that's public yet about it, but I'm very excited for this project. And I have planned to share the first kind of wave of details on this podcast specifically. That will be coming in a special episode in a couple of weeks. So keep your eye out for that. As again, you as a listener of the Creative Egg podcast, you will really be among the first to know any sort of detail about this project that I'm very excited about. So without further ado... Let's go ahead and jump into this episode and the dream that I'm wanting to share with you. Now, I want to preface by answering the question, why am I sharing this dream? Again, as I said a moment ago, it really changed my perspective. Now, I've been a knowingly creative person since I was 12 years old. It's been about 20 years since I first picked up an acoustic guitar And my whole life switched. And this dream that I had about two years ago shifted my perspective on that so drastically that I feel that largely 
the time before this recent season, I've barely scratched the surface of what my creativity potential is and what it's for. I'm also sharing this dream because I believe there are principles in it that will help you as a creative individual push to understand the depths of the creativity that was put in you and to help you seek understanding as to why it was put in you. Okay, so let's jump in to the dream. I said I had this dream about two years ago, I guess at this point. It's almost three years ago. I had this dream. I woke up with this dream on May 21st of the year 2020. So this dream was sort of like a dream within a dream, so to speak. Sort of an overview approach to the dream would be to say, I started the dream sharing with other creative people about an angelic encounter that I had. Then the dream shifts to the angelic encounter that I was sharing in the previous scene. And then after that encounter with the angel, it then brings me back to a select group of people that was in that public setting that I was sharing with earlier. So let's jump into that first part. I start the dream in sort of like a large cafeteria with sort of those big round tables where people can sit all around. And everyone in there is like an artist, a singer, a musician. And I'm trying to gather everyone's attention to share with them about this encounter that I had. For the most part, people weren't really paying attention. I had a lot of people kind of look over at me and acknowledge that I was about to share something with them. But the vast majority of the people that I was calling out to almost immediately went back to their own personal conversations that they were having at their tables instead of listening to me sharing this angelic encounter. But I had a group of four people come to me and actually pay attention to what I was saying to them. And I was sort of like shouting from the rooftops at these other people because I had this strong sense of conviction and urgency that I was supposed to share this encounter with all of these people and I was somewhat distraught at the fact that the vast majority of them did not want to hear it but I did have these four that did so I was sharing with them the details of the encounter that I had and then the dream sort of shifts and instead of me describing it to these four now I'm in a totally different place having the actual encounter that I was previously describing. In this encounter, standing in front of me is an angel, and he says to me a very peculiar phrase that struck me deeply in the dream and even with a sense of unbelief. But I was still talking to an actual angel, so I was having trouble even disbelieving them, but it seemed so absurd to hear from this angel what he had to say. And I'm going to clarify that this is actually the one element of the dream that I'm not going to share in depth. There are certain details of what the angel said that I'm going to withhold. But the angel, without giving the details, described to me the music that God put inside of me. And he gave me a phrase to kind of convey to me the parameters of how powerful the music inside of me is. 
And that's where I got hung up, even just looking at this angel and listening to him. The words that came out of his mouth seemed so hard to believe that I genuinely, in the dream, wrestled with not believing him. The descriptive phrase that he used seemed otherworldly. Not only did it seem like he was saying the music inside of me is much bigger than I ever imagined, but it was also so large and so vast that I actually could not put together the statement that he said. It just, it was unimaginable to me. So I'm sitting there having heard this phrase from this angel thinking, thoughts like, I've been aware that I'm a musical person and I've genuinely felt like there is a lot of music in me. But this was so far beyond what I'd ever anticipated at my greatest imaginings. And I'm, again, sitting here after he said this, just kind of speechless and weighing out, how do I receive this information? And also, I really don't even believe it. And then he said the next phrase to me, and this was the phrase that really is the highlight and the center of this entire podcast episode and has become the focal point of nearly every creative decision that I have made since May 21st, 2020, when I had this dream. Again, I'm thinking about what he just said to me, this vast explanation of the power of the music inside of me and how it's so much greater than I ever imagined and farther than I can imagine even now. And he says to me, and on the day that you meet Jesus, his eyes of fire are going to burn through every excuse that you made for not stewarding this music. That statement hit me with great sense of responsibility and trembling. Again, one moment ago, I was wrestling with unbelief at the vastness of the gift that this angel said God put inside of me and how I've barely scratched the surface of it if it's true. And then he tells me, that Jesus is actually holding me responsible for stewarding that gift that I've barely scratched the surface of and that I've never seen the depths of. He's holding me responsible for stewarding it and that any hesitation that I would have, any sense of reasoning that I would use as to why I might not reach as far as possible with it, this angel tells me that Jesus's eyes of fire are going to see right through it as an excuse. It's very hard for me to describe the internal experience that I was having. I've already used a lot of words to try to do that, but at, at this point, after he said that final statement, I'm overcome. There's a sense of fear of God inside of me and a sense of thinking back and realizing how much of my life hasn't been faithful. I'm realizing that because of how, quote, easy music has seemed to me, I've never actually pushed to see what are the depths of the gift inside of me. And maybe worst of all, it's been very easy to coast as a musician, as a composer on the gifting and say to myself that I am successful when in reality, 
As I look back with this dream in mind, I realize that the world of music that's inside of me, I've been lazy and have left it relatively unexplored. And Jesus isn't buying any of the excuses that I've made for myself. But not only did it bring me this sense of foundation-shaking sobriety, but it also actually encouraged me. Because even though I've now kind of had this scope of vision opened up to me and I've been shown that I've been relatively unfaithful with the gift inside of me, I also have this accompanied sense of grace that is given to me that if I'm living a life that is looking forward to that moment where the eyes of fire are going to look at me and my faithfulness with my gifting, then that means that there is actually grace for now me to embark on the journey of delving as far and as deep as I can into faithfulness with my creativity. So that one day when I do meet Jesus face to face and I see those eyes of fire, what he's going to see is a good and faithful servant. So after this statement is made and I'm kind of having these reflections that I just shared with you in many words, it all happened much faster than this podcast episode, I assure you that. After that moment, the dream then shifts to where I'm back with those four who were listening to me sharing that experience. And because I'm so shaken, there is no sense of pride or arrogance. I was compelled by a matter of faithfulness to share it with these other creative people. And they just happened to be the only ones who were listening. Now, again, these four people that were listening, three of them, I don't recall any memories about who they were or what they looked like. But the fourth one, I do. I remember very clearly. I know exactly who it is. And that's always been curious to me because there hasn't necessarily been a clear reason in my mind as to why this person was the one hearing me. So I always found it mysterious that it was this person. But in setting up this podcast and kind of typing out my outline, I also did some research. And one of the things that I do and that I have done with this dream in particular is when I see somebody specifically in a dream and if the meaning of that person being there in the dream is not clear, I will often actually research the meaning of the name of the person. And I don't know how I missed this before, but it's really cool. Just a couple of hours ago, as I was setting up the outline for this episode, I stumbled across a meaning of this person's last name that I had not seen before. And I really don't want to give out any details about the person, but their last name, the etymology is rooted in a uh, European language. But when you actually look at the origin of that European language assignment of that name, that name was created as a reference to none other than Esther. And I had never seen that before, but I just find it so curious that I created this episode out of the conviction of sharing this dream with creative people in a podcast that was catalyzed by this dream for creative people. And I started this podcast with a series on Esther 4.14, the scripture that God gave me as a basis for the calling and assignment 
of the creative individual for this day and this time. And here we are, three years after I've had this dream, and for the first time, I'm discovering that the one person who was highlighted that was listening was the person whose last name is a direct reference to Esther. So this, to me, just feels like a confirmation that if you're listening to this podcast, you are a person who was brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. You have a creative voice, an assignment of artistry that was designed for this time, for this generation, and you are held responsible by the one who gave you this creative gifting to faithfully steward it and use it for his glory. It's honestly just fascinating and exciting to me. I love the poetry that the Father uses in little moments like these. So let me kind of quickly now conclude this podcast with a few key takeaways for me. The first part of the dream was clear, that the message that I received, it was meant to be received by a group of people, by a generation of creatives. Most of them did not want to receive it. Again, they weren't mad or anything like that. They all knew that they were creative people, but it just seemed like maybe what I was shouting from the rooftops was just another wave in the noise of daily creative life. But that is established as clear to me in that first part of the dream that this message was not for me and me alone, but it was for people just like you. Another takeaway is that we do not know the true depths of our creative potential. What the angel described to me as being inside of me in regards to music, still to this day, I cannot even come close to wrapping my mind around it. And I still feel that I don't even know that I've scratched the surface. That even feels too generous to say. The God that created the universe and has lived from eternity to eternity is the one that also crafted the creative gifting, talent, and ability inside of you, and he created it for a purpose. This requires that we as creatives seek him for understanding as to what exactly he put in us, because what he put in us and why he did it greatly influence our day-to-day lives. An additional takeaway for me is that as creatives, he gave us an impossible and unreachable goal that he will hold us accountable to fulfill. And this requires that we enter the realm of faith to fulfill the thing that he's put inside of us, which is really the reason he designed it that way, so that we would be dependent on him even in functioning in the thing that we're made to do. This is between you and God. It's about your relationship with him and how relating to him is what is necessary to strive for the creative greatness that he put inside of you. And it's also beyond you, as in, if you do not do the thing you're made to do, there's a creative message that the world needs to hear and it won't. Now, don't get me wrong, we've discussed this before. God will raise up other voices if we are not faithful to lift our own. But 
there's a unique message that only you can speak through your creative abilities that is meant to guide imaginations and hearts to Jesus. Think about, for instance, C.S. Lewis and a series of children's books that he made. Those books today are literally some of the most well-known literature in human history and impact people all over the world, believers and unbelievers. I myself read the entire seven-book series of the Chronicles of Narnia when I was a non-believing teenager, and those books impacted me tremendously. And after I gave my life to Jesus as an adult, I learned so many lessons from those books about God just through His faithfulness to be creative in the ways that God designed Him to be. My hope is that this message, this dream, and my thoughts on it are an encouragement to you more than anything, but that they also are sort of that brotherly exhorting of, hey, you've got a role to play that only you can do. And if you don't, there are consequences involved. And that's simply the way that he designed it. I'll close with this thought that has really helped me in kind of the day-to-day process of how do I live this out? Again, I only shared this dream with a few people in detail. And one of those is a friend and mentor of mine. He said this really powerful phrase to me that I think will be a tremendous blessing to you. This is what he said. One way to be sure to fulfill those things that Jesus will hold you accountable to in the end is to live before his eyes of fire now. That struck me and has resonated with me since I shared it with him. That's the only way to be sure that my daily creative life will stack up to the standard that on that day, he will call good and faithful. So in light of this, I hope that you will pursue conversations with the Father and ask Him to reveal to you what He put inside of you and why He put it there. Ask Him what He expects of you and trust that He has given you all of the grace necessary to fulfill it even if it seems wild and unattainable. Live before His eyes of fire today and pursue faithfulness. And I really believe that just like C.S. Lewis and other champions of the faith before us, your creativity will cause a ripple effect throughout the earth that this generation is ready to receive. And that concludes today's episode. I'm trusting that it will impact you in a positive way and that you will find yourself inspired to live faithfully before Christ and His eyes of fire with your creative and artistic abilities and assignment. If you have been ministered to by this podcast, please subscribe wherever you're listening and be sure to share it with other creatives that you know. You can also follow me on Instagram at Music, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Creative Ache Podcast.